hey there this is encounters and this is two girls one ghost two girls one ghost and we are your ghostesses that is corinne hello and i'm sabrina and if you guys didn't notice which many of you did last i was just about to say It was my fault. It was me. I'll take the blame. Sabrina was like, we can blame it on the ghost. I did on Being all so of nice. social media. Like, it was me. <laughs> anyway, so our encounters, the very first encounters of 2019, so I think it was Encounters 29, that Corinne accidentally uploaded the library episode again, <laughs> but it's been fixed. But I know some people who have already downloaded the episode will say that it hasn't been fixed. You just have to delete that episode and re-download it. Yeah. I was just doing it for all of us. You know, you have to start off the year horribly so that it just goes up from there. And we were doing it for people who don't listen to our regular episodes and we were like forcing them to. Right. (laughs) That's why. Evil plan. Not me just having a brain fart because (laughs) I was hungover and tired. (laughs) You know, it's hard to start a year. You you set so many goals for yourself and you're like, oh my God, I have to make everything perfect. And then what are your resolutions? We never talked about that. Yeah, we did. Did oh, we? yeah. Library episode. You edited it. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. I remember nothing. Like, I apparently DM'd our friend Marissa yesterday, and then she responded. And then when I checked my DM, I was like, who's DMing me? And I looked, and I saw Marissa responded, and I was like, I have no recollection oh of messaging you this three hours ago. You're like half asleep. Or you were possessed. Oh I think I'm trying. Yeah, maybe I am. Maybe because we have so much to do, there's like another part of me. It's like when dolphins go to sleep, half of their brain turns off and they're just kind of like autopilot swimming. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I've been doing. Oh, interesting. I kind of like that. <laughs> just because it's a beautiful comparison. Well, things that are more interesting are maybe the listener stories that people yep. send us. And this is an Encounters episode where we read your stories back to you. You email them to us at twogirlsonegoespodcast at gmail.com. And then we read them back to you and hopefully make you believe in spirits and ghouls and ghosts and demons alike even more than you already did. Right. But before we get into too many stories and too many things to come in 2019 let's take a look back at our patreon donors from december 2018 who made it possible for us to move on to 2019 we couldn't be here without you guys truly 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 really couldn't we really appreciate your support and we'll start with thanking our phantoms none of this is real podcast che samantha nicoletta lauren heather autumn lasas mark karina nicole Ridiculous Podcast, Taryn, Jim, Tara, Pretty Outdoorsy, Demini, Carrie, Carla, A Paranormal Chicks, Tomb Juice, Caitlin, Maya, Des, Benjamin, Sabrina, Natasha, Sarah, Vic, Marky Duzoinks, Dill, Tater, Carrie, Ivy, Daniela, Backroad Diaries, Caroline, Christy, Libby, Laura, and Peter. Now we have our Devil's Hour Insomniacs. We have Megan, Sarah, Dolores, Joanna, Aaliyah, Edmund, Chelsea, Victoria, Helika, Sydney, Taylor, Melissa, Sydney, Misty, Jane, Melissa, Lizzie, Carmen, Lena, Cassifras, Nanette, Lorenny, Jenna, Sharon, Katie, Carrie, Azana, Morgan, Andy, Lindsay, Meg, Sean, Irene, Robin, 
Miss Meg, Nikki, Victor, Corey and Lane, Jennifer, Angel Kitty, Amanda, Erica, Ashley, Amy, Aaron, Jen, Kaylee, Sarah, Rebecca, Laura, Juliet, April, Eve, Sarah, Tony, Taylor, Judah, Carmen, Jess, Nikki, Shelby, Chris, Madeline, Marie, Ozj, Noel, Lorraine, Sarah, Stacy, Sarah, Rebe, Mary, Jenna, Jana, Nikki, Jen, Jessica, Anna, the Ghostly Gals, Melanie, Holly, Angela, Jennifer, Sloan, Jessica, Christina, Zoe, Ethan, Melinda, Dana, the Creepover Podcast, Brian, Matthew, Joanna, Yamali, Empowerment Ensemble, Claire, Michael, Jamie, Allison, Brianna, Bethann, Bailey, Heather, Stuart, Barbara, Betsy, Jenny, Inaki, Verona, Nadia, Sam, Giannine, Joanna, A.M., Brandon and Emily, The Strange Case of, Victoria, Sarah, Jennifer, Shenanigans, Gabrielle, Rachel, Marie, and Luan. And then thank you to our ill-gotten booty poppers, Inacio, Fabo, Bailey, Sarah, Corinne, Molly, Laura, Bill, Sarah, Audrey, Lauren, Kim, Caitlin, Bridget, Frankie, Dana, Marina, Anthony, Christina, Jordan, Morgan, and Shannon. Now we have our overactive sagers. There's Lisa, Danielle, Brianna, Dallas, Armando, Darian, Trista, Claire, Bob, we had a baby, it's a boy, Heather, and Samantha. And then thank you to our good luck black cats, Tall, Sarah, Caitlin, and Shannon. And our mama or papa of the BEK, we have Sim. Thank you, everyone. We truly couldn't do this podcast without you. And just as an update, for goals, you know, our goal in 2018 was get better mics and we did it. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> we you did helped it. us get there. It's funny listening back to the beginning of our podcast and like the audio quality is not as good. I will never do it because I'm so horrified. But yeah. our goals for 2019. Mm-hmm. We want to do more live shows. We want to hire an editor so we have more time to answer your emails and spend more time interacting with you guys. So all of your donations will go towards that and it really would be extremely helpful. We appreciate yes, it. So that's where your money's going if you're wondering. Yes. <laughs> it's all going back to supporting the podcast and us and the growth of this podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So to start us off, why don't I read us an email from Catherine okay. called My Skinwalker Experience. <gasps> <laughs> No. Someone actually asked me what a skinwalker was the other day, and I said, well, the first rule about skinwalkers is you're not supposed to say the name. (laughs) They got all freaked out. Yep. Although we've survived. We did a whole episode where we said their name how many times and never revisited. Fingers crossed. As far as we know. Okay. All right. Hi, Sabrina and Corinne, fellow Bostonian here. I love hearing you guys talk about Salem and college and everything. I've been catching up on your podcast from oldest to newest, so I haven't been listening to new episodes as they come out. However, when I saw on social media that you were covering, (laughs) and then she kind of edits it so she doesn't actually type out the full (laughs) skinwalkers, I knew I had to listen and then email you. When I was in high school, my church youth group went to the Navajo Reservation in New Mexico to work on some buildings on the reservation. We were actually about 45 minutes from Shiprock, the place you mentioned in your episode. Mm. We were sleeping in a church and were lucky enough to get to know some of the local people. One young man named Albert was really friendly to us, which was nice since he was really the only person our age there. One day, 
about the middle of the week there, he took us on his favorite hike up into the hills behind the property we were staying on. It was gorgeous, of course, and he was telling us all about his life, etc. Now some backstory. The whole time we were on this trip, I had been getting pretty severe nosebleeds, about one a day, and I don't get them often when I'm home, but the air was so hot and dry in New Mexico that my nose was bleeding heavily pretty consistently. On the day we went hiking, I, of course, ended up having a nosebleed right when we hit the top of the hill. One of my friends took off the sleeve of his shirt to help me stop the bleeding, lol, and suddenly, Albert grabs my arm and says, wait, don't let the blood hit the ground. Oh. And I say, oh, okay, thinking maybe he just doesn't want a wild animal coming upon our hike or something. Once I'm stable and we've taken all the pictures we want, we head down the hill. He stops us and runs back up the hill to cover up the blood puddle. My nose was real mad (laughs) with sand. When he comes back, he says, I don't want the skinwalker to follow you home. (gasps) Excuse me, what? He said that his brother had been chased home by something once and his grandmother told him not to ever leave any of his body outside, hair, blood, etc., because the creatures could take over his appearance. He said he didn't know if covering the blood up would be enough, but hopefully they couldn't follow me on the plane. Oh, my God. Oh. When we got back to the church, he made sure I threw out the bloody rags in the inside trash instead of the one outside, just in case. I never actually saw a skinwalker, but I didn't want to go outside at night after that. And also, I want to add that Albert was one of the first people I ever kissed. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 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 <laughs> wow that is a first kiss to never forget it's an important first kiss uh and then she attached a really pretty picture of like the beautiful hills and on the reservation that they were staying at and she wrote love the podcast and sorry if it was long it wasn't it was perfect length yes Catherine. wow okay so many twists and turns because i was convinced that albert was going to be the skinwalker Wow, you took it there. I did not even think of that. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, this cute guy who's their age. And, you know, like she kind of, you can tell she's like into him. She kissed him. Right. And then he Gains turned the into a skinwalker. But no. <sighs> oh, my God. But how creepy. And it's one of those things where it's like, once again, parents and grandparents scare the crap out of their young <laughs> children. It's like, don't let any of your hair fall. It's like, well, how can I help Same. my skin cells and my hair falling out? I was, my hair is the difficult one because I shed like a mm-hmm. cat. Right. That I am. Also, it makes me think of like Polyjuice Potion and Harry Potter because I didn't realize skinwalkers needed a piece of you to turn into you. Like I thought it was that they had to like just have seen you or know who you are. I didn't know that either. This is our first time hearing it. Oh my gosh. I'm just picturing a bunch of skinwalkers inside the Harry Potter Hogwarts bathroom with Moaning Myrtle brewing their potion. Also, it's just the fact that Catherine and the rest of the people on her trip, after hearing about the skinwalker and having the blood drip onto the sand, they're just like, well, let's just take a bunch of photos and hang up here for a while. I would have been like sprinting down that mountain. I wonder if she had knowledge about what they were at the time. Yeah. Yeah, she must have, I guess. But also that picture is really pretty. So I would take the pictures and then run. That's true. It's a very beautiful photo that she took. I mean, romantic for her and Albert. I know. I wonder where they were when they had their first kiss. Me too. Surrounded by skinwalkers at a sacrifice. (laughs) 
the skinwalkers will have to officiate their wedding. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're getting married, even if it's officiated by skinwalkers, you might want to find a really nice bra set to wear underneath your wedding gown. Okay, I have a story from Trista. The subject line is, the last I love you presents. Oh, oh no. This is a sad one. Hello, ladies. My sister recommended your podcast to me a while back, and I've been hooked since. I'd love for you to give her a shout out if you end up using this in the podcast. Love you, Taylor. And I love that it's a way for us to share our love for all things paranormal and unexplained, even though we live several hours away from each other. That's sweet. That's very sweet. My grandfather recently passed away, and since he's the reason I am interested in mysteries and ghosts and all manner of unexplained things, it seems appropriate to share this story with you. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents growing up and have a very close relationship with them, so though his loss was not unexpected, it has been very difficult. I call him Papa, so that's how I'll be referencing to him for the rest of the story. So for context, when I was in first grade, my great-grandmother, my Papa's mother, passed away. She was an amazing lady, and I loved her very much. The night of her funeral, I was having a very difficult time going to sleep because I was so sad. My dad was sitting with me in my room, and this moth was flying around and kept landing on the wall next to me. So in an attempt to make me feel better, he said, Hey, look, I bet your grandmother wealthy. Her name was Wealthy. Yes, really. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Sent that moth to keep an eye on you for her. I instantly believed him and named the moth Millie. Millie the moth lived in my room for over a week, and I was so comforted by her presence there. For years, whenever a moth would be in my room, I thought it was Millie. Back to check on me for my grandma. On the evening that my papa passed away, I was up late talking with my dad and looking at pictures I'd printed off from my grandmother and other family members. While I was talking, a huge moth flew down right in front of my face, flew around in a circle in front of me, and then into my dad's nose and up to the light fixture that was above us. I stopped mid-sentence and said, you know what? And my dad said, you don't even have to say it. I was thinking the same thing. We kept talking and about a half an hour later, my dad said, your papa would be so proud of you. And as he said it, the moth came down and landed on my head and we both laugh cried. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The next day I went to my grandparents. Wow, I'm really, okay. The next day I went to my grandparents' house and happened to arrive at the time that everyone else was out. It was just me and my kids there for probably an hour or so. As my kids sat and played in the living room where I had so often played, I walked all around outside on the deck that my papa built of the house that held the paintings that he did. I was emotional and thinking about all the memories I have of him in that place and said out loud, I love you, papa. I miss you. And when I did, these glass trees that my grandmother keeps in the cabinet in the living room and only ever turns them on at Christmas time started flashing. No one was near them, and I don't even know how to turn them on. Lastly, after the graveside military service, I was standing with my sister in this mausoleum where my papa was to be interred and where our uncle is also. We both noticed a very persistent fruit fly and shared a knowing smile. A fruit fly! Uh When my grandparents gave me things for no particular reason when I was younger, they always called them I love you presents. I feel like these moments were a final I love you and see you on the other side from my papa, my last I love you presence, and I treasure them. Thank you, ladies, for providing a safe space to share this story, which is very dear to me for obvious reasons. The community that surrounds this podcast is so lovely, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. See you on the other side, Trista. And she shared a photo of her and her papa. Oh, what an amazing story. Mm-hmm. 
I like I like the thought and the idea. I mean, we've talked about it with fruit flies too, that, you know, it's not always a bluebird or a monarch butterfly right. landing on your tea set. Mm-hmm. Like the signs can come in a variety of different ways and forms and creatures. Yeah. And similar to how I feel like it takes a lot of energy for a spirit to appear physically, I'm sure it takes a lot of energy to even send the version of a, a last I love you present because it's right. gathering the energy for another creature to come check in on you. It is very sweet. I love it. That's a that's a good one to do after this. <laughs> yeah. I have really sweet ones this whole time. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to probably be opposite. <laughs> Let me see what I have next. Oh, <laughs> I have the same name as this person. So you can oh, guess why I chose you it. That? <laughs> and actually, we have the same middle name, too. What? That's Her name is Corinne Nicole. My name is Corinne Nicole. Wow. Are you guys doppelgangers? Maybe. <laughs> is that how it works? If you have the same name, you're just immediately a doppelganger? <laughs> That's how, that's what twins are, right? Could you imagine having twins that were named the same thing? It reminds me of Bird Box, where she names them boy and girl. Right. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Bird Box I did. Yet? I watched it on the plane ride home from Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. If people haven't, you probably should. Yeah. Also, one other thing I haven't seen that I want to see is that new movie that Black Mirror did. Bandersnatched. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yes. And I realized two hours later that I only had made it. You know, like Netflix shows you the bar of like yeah. how far you've watched. I had to like, it, I was watching and then I was like, oh my God, I've been watching this for two hours. I need to stop. And then I looked at the, how much I had watched and it was maybe less than a quarter of the way through. What? I think there's just so many different possibilities and like ways you can go back and redo it. It's it, right. Cause I heard that there's like five or six endings. Yeah. I got to but one. But there's over 300 ways to get to any of those which endings. is insane that's a i'm curious about the actors how, how much filming they had to do and how much confusion was involved and like wait so now my character does what yep <laughs> yep it's a real test of acting skill right bravo to those people yeah it's an interesting okay. concept you should watch it all right so this is from corinne nicole mm-hmm. it's called sleep paralysis she said i want to start this off with i don't believe in ghosts Mostly because I hope that when we die, we die. And that's just it. But I wholeheartedly believe in demons. My experience goes as such. My mother's friend was going on vacation and asked my mom to house sit. Pretty much water plants, grab mail, and make the house look lived in to deter a break-in. Now, this was a nice house, but it was a little older. Built somewhere between 1880 and 1920. I don't know. I was eight. Not an expert. (laughs) And the whole second story of it was a loft office slash guest room where I got to sleep for the night. So right away, when I step foot in this house, I feel icky. Oh, I no. can't I can't explain exactly, but it was almost sticky, like when it's really humid outside, but in my soul. Really oh. weird. We go about doing the assorted chores and watch some TV until about 930 when my mom says I need to go to bed. And we go up into the loft room, and that awful sticky feeling amplifies a hundredfold. Mm -mm. I start begging my mother to let me sleep downstairs with her, pulling out all of the stops, even going as far as to throw a tantrum of epic proportions. (laughs) My mom, a single mom, really tired, 
God love her, didn't know any better and said I needed to be okay to sleep on my own because I'm a big girl and it's all okay. Mm. And I begrudgingly fall asleep. Then starts my first ever sleep paralysis experience. I can't see the whole room because I'm looking over towards the direction of the stairs when I realize I can't move my head or my body at all. Really, all I've got is blinking. And I immediately start to panic. There was definitely something wrong. And I finally look at the stairway landing and I can see this small black shape. And I try to say something and I can't. And the shape seems to be breathing. Oh my God. I try to scream for my mother nothing she she puts in quotes for like the turk demon creature Uh. she stands up now i know you're probably like how can you tell it's a she it was so dark it was a fucking she i just know it (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like you can tell the difference between a female presence and a male presence you do it's almost like you just get that yeah the energy the knowledge is just delivered to you i close my eyes and start singing drops of jupiter on loop in my head to distract myself when i feel it first start to take hold of me hand after hand pulling its way up my legs until it stops on my chest directly above my heartbeat and waits i refuse to open my eyes and look at it and i just kept thinking if i did i'd die so i laid there for hours with it on top of my chest oh my god and at six 30 when my mom got up she yelled to me and i finally opened my eyes and i saw nothing there i chalked it up to being a nightmare and kind of just tried not to think about it but when i started towards the stairs i walked right through where she had been crouching down the night before and i felt something reach up and grab my knee causing me to face plant at the top of the stairs my mother in full witness neither of us saw anything there but even she said that my leg was unnaturally ripped from underneath me. I refused to stay in that house another night, and I went to my grandparents for the rest of the week. My mother never had any problems in that house, and to her knowledge, neither had her friend. I still get sleep paralysis, but I've never seen her or any other specific figure since then. Just the crawling and the weight. (laughs) I hope you enjoy. Please keep up the great work, Corinne Nicole. Damn. Um. Yeah. Oh my God. She was. She was like nine years old. Isn't that? I can't imagine. And it's like this scarred her so much that she remembers all the details. This is another reason you can't house it for people. Yeah. Don't go into other people's houses. No. You never know what you're gonna find. That's scary. So that makes it. It's like why? Why did the thing target her? I, I don't know. I wonder if there had never been children in the house and perhaps that's Mm -hmm. why no one had experienced anything and it was sort of this demonic shadow figure, creature, being thing that targeted children. I mean, she said it was a small crouching figure. Oh, God. See, this is why I'm like, whenever people are like, oh, sleep paralysis is just like a weird mental thing and it's like chemicals not reaching the rest of your body when you wake up, I just want to read this story to them and be like, B.S. Yeah, B.S. Also, I don't think I told you. What? Because we did record for the holidays a little bit in advance, so we haven't really talked much since. What? Did I tell you about the sleep paralysis that I had no. at my house? Oh, my God. No. What happened? Oh, my God. This <gasps> one was scary. I was out in the living room, and I was just like, I'm going to just take like a really short 45-minute nap. I'm just going to rest my eyes. And every time I nap, something 
happens. I usually get sleep paralysis. So I don't like napping and I usually right. try not to. But I was like, I'm just going to close my eyes. I probably won't fall asleep. And so my eyes are closed and I keep like waking up here and there. But oh I'm God. still drifting off to sleep. And then I feel someone come in front of me and then lean down. And I thought it was my mom. I thought she was about to whisper like, hey, oh my God, I think it's time that you get up now. Because I was sleeping for a, like a long enough period of time that it wouldn't have made sense for my mom to say like, you're not going to sleep tonight if right. you keep sleeping now. Right. So I was fully expecting her to say something. But I didn't hear anything Mm -hmm. and then i could feel the breathing on the side of my face oh god no and then it moved down and it was breathing right on my neck like right behind my ear and then (laughs) i felt a hand go underneath my back and then i felt another hand reach around (gasps) over the top and go around like it was hugging me and then it pulled me up a few inches What? And I was like, in my head, I was like, please don't be an incubus or succubus because I'm totally stuck in my body right now. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, how did it end? I eventually fought myself awake and oh. ran into the kitchen and was like, hey guys, I've just been battling a demon out in the living room. No one wanted to check oh on me. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. That's horrifying. Yeah. I've never been like, touched like that before like i've it felt like something have, has crawled on me right or like been looking over me but i've never actually felt something breathe on me and felt it wrap its and arms around me and like physically pull up. me up a couple inches like trying to sit me up trying to yank me up i okay I, to try to make a spin on it that's a little bit more positive okay what if there were two spirits around you and one of them was good in trying to protect you and trying to set you up to wake you up. So that's what you felt. But there was also oh. another spirit trying to do something else, whether it was just taunt you and because of the sleep paralysis. But it felt it feels like the trying to set you up seems almost comforting or like, hey, it's okay, like wake up now or like sit up and like you'll get back to waking up. Perhaps, or maybe they knew I was under paralysis and was like, well, now's the opportunity to drag her to hell. (laughs) (laughs) I like my version better. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're not in hell, so as far as we know. Well, now I know, too, that myself and the girl with the same name as me, Corinne Nicole, we both have sleep paralysis. It's a Corinne thing. It is. It's a Corinne Nicole thing. It's a lot of people thing, but. I know, I know. okay all right speaking of nightmares what if your worst nightmare was real in mind's eye the first fiction podcast from the podcast network homicide detective kate mcclay is having horrifying dreams and the only thing that can stop it is catching a serial killer mind's eye is a tense thriller perfect for listeners of two girls on ghost true crime podcasts mystery novels and audio dramas like limetown 
and homecoming. Plagued by nightmares, homicide detective Kate McClay enlists her radio journalist husband to help get to the bottom of her horrifying dream and perhaps solve a murder in the process. Oh, it reminds me of a lot of the stories we hear of people having the nightmares where Mm -hmm. they think it relates to stories that have happened. Right. In a mind's eye, in her search to end her nightmares, Kate fights against psychology, science, her own family, and even a serial killer. Mind's Eye is brought to you from ParCast, the storytelling team behind hit shows like Serial Killers, Cults, and Unsolved Murders, True Crime Stories. It's a six-episode psychological thriller, and it premieres December 24th with new episodes on Mondays. The scariest monsters are those hiding inside our own minds. Listen today by searching and subscribing to Mind's Eye wherever you listen to podcasts. That's M-I-N-D apostrophe S space E-Y-E or visit parcast.com slash minds eye to start listening now. That's parcast, P-A-R-C-A-S-T dot com slash minds eye to listen now. Okay, I do have a nice story. Okay. It's literally titled, This is a Happy Story. And it's from Alyssa. She says, hello, ladies, I have a sweet story for you. I've debated on writing you about this, mostly because I wanted to keep this experience to myself for a little while longer, but here it goes. Okay, 2017 and the beginning of 2018 has been the hardest year of my life. My grandpa, who I consider to be my dad, was diagnosed with an inoperable malignant tumor on his brainstem while I was studying abroad. I was devastated and completely heartbroken that I was so far away from him during the first two months of his chemo and radiation. I was able to come home before he passed, although he faded quickly, and when I returned, he was so fragile and different from the man I grew grew up knowing. He passed so quickly that it's still hard for my family to comprehend even today. He was genuinely the most kind, humble man I have ever known in my life, and everyone who knew him knew him as someone who would go out of his way to help anyone with a problem, no matter how big or small. He proved that over the years to his family and all his 10 grandchildren and 10 great-grandchildren completely adored him. I think it's safe to say I'm not over it yet. Anywho, like I said, his health declined very quickly, and my sister, who has a three-year-old daughter, never really got the chance to explain death to her in a three-year-old point of view. My niece, Cora, knew that our papa was really sick as she was always asking to go to the hospital to see him and asking us when he was going to feel better. She is three, so things she would say were always very repetitive. She would always say, I think Papa is just not feeling good, and he's in the hospital because he's sick, every day. The day my grandpa passed away, my sister was out of town not too far away and had to drive to the hospital in a hurry when we called to let her know that it was going to happen soon. When she got into town, she decided to drop my niece off at a friend's house so that she wouldn't be around all of the sadness. Papa passed away that night, and my sister went the next morning to go pick up my niece. The first thing my niece said to my sister when she saw her was, Mommy, Papa is feeling so much better. He's not sick anymore. He told me. Oh my chills. Like she had been wanting to t- waiting and wanting to tell her mom. The people she stayed with swore they didn't say a word to her. Why would they? My sister called me and told me this happened about three days later because she was still processing it, but also for another reason, because something else happened. My sister was at home working in her husband's home office when my niece was taking a nap. She could see her room through the baby monitor camera. She looked at the camera one moment, and it looked like a tall, misty gray figure was standing next to the bed. My sister pressed the button on the device to make the camera move, thinking it was something on the lens. 
but it didn't move with the camera. It stayed next to the bed. My sister went to her room to check on her because obviously she was freaked out but saw nothing. She came back to look in the camera and it was still there. Oh, gosh. She told me that fear to know that you were just in there standing next to something that could probably see you, but you can't see it. Oh, my God. Yeah. She told me that she went back to the room once more to check and check the camera again. And it was gone the third time. My niece never said if she had another dream about my papa. And my sister didn't want to ask for fear of encouraging, encouraging her just to make up a random story. It was really cool slash interesting to me that my sister never even had to explain to my niece about what had happened because my grandpa basically told her himself. Ever since that night, she has never asked about where Papa is. She just understood. This has comforted me for over the past several months, and I just wanted to share a sweet story. Thanks for the spooky stories. Happy ghosting, Alyssa. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that Papa's like, well, I need to go check on... Yeah. On the youngins and let them know that I'm doing just fine so that they're not concerned about me since I was not feeling good. Yeah. A few yeah. few weeks ago, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And also the idea that telling children in general about the death of a loved one is it's a complicated topic and mm-hmm. it's hard. I don't have children, obviously, but mm-hmm. I, I know I remember when my grandpa passed away, it was really hard to tell my younger brother. And... He kind of just like when he found out, like, I think he took it the hardest because it was like explained. And I don't know. I think it's just, yeah, it's difficult. So I love the idea that the grandpa was like, don't worry, I'll take care of all of that. Right. And I also, I mean, as as creepy and as scary as it could be to see something on a monitor <laughs> and realize that it's there, yeah. whether you can see it or not. It's also kind of nice if you think about it as like, He's being the guardian angel or he's he's looking after mm-hmm. the children. I really like that. It's scary yeah. only because you can't tell it's him, but like right. you can only assume it's him, which right. I think it, I, I really do think it is. But like it's scary to see a figure standing over your child's bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was Papa. Yeah, me too. Wow. So great. Well, if you guys have stories that you want to email to us, our email is two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And this is your last chance to buy tickets to our live show, which is Sunday, January 13th at 9.30 p.m. at the Hollywood Improv. Uh, it's going to be spooktacular and great yeah. and fun. We're excited. We're nervous. We're having <laughs> stress dreams about it, but it's going to be awesome. It will be. And we really hope you want to come. So uh, check out... Tickets are linked in our Instagram bios. It's in my personal one as well. It's also in the Two Girls, One Ghost one. And it's on our website. It's on our website. It's on our Facebook. There's a uh, an event. I think Crystal created. There's an event in our Facebook group. And we'd love to see you there. We also have social media. We have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we have Patreon if you want to support by donating. If you want to support by rating and reviewing, you can do that on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And we have merch. So if you want to come to the live show wearing merch, that would be great. That would be awesome. And we will see you see you on the, on the other, other side. side. Very spooky.